Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Good afternoon from the Harden Hall Podcast Studio. This is Eric Hunt. It's currently a gorgeous day across the state with not a cloud in the sky hardly from Scotts Bluff to Omaha and from Falls City up to Shadron and Harrison. Temperatures generally across the state are in the 70s to maybe 80 degrees in a couple of spots across the Kansas or near the Kansas border. And it looks like tomorrow will be even a little bit warmer still, particularly in eastern Nebraska, where temperatures are more in the low to mid-70s. Actually, current look at temperatures across the state shows uh, 79 in Scotts Bluff, 80 in McCook, 80 in North Platte, 78 in Kearney, 75 here on East Campus, 70 in Plattsmouth, and 69 degrees up in northern Cedar County. If, uh, I guess that's the Fordyce Mesonet site. Uh, as I said, tomorrow will probably be even a bit warmer than today, particularly in eastern Nebraska, uh, where we'll be a little bit under a little bit more downsloping and have a little bit warmer air mass aloft. Uh, temperatures will, of course, be cooling off at night, but uh, we are definitely well above seasonal norms uh, right now across most of the state with temperatures well in the 70s. Um, again, average high temperatures this time of year range from the low 60s to uh, maybe closer to 70 across parts of southeastern Nebraska. So in terms of weather for this weekend, uh, game day looks to be pretty great here across uh, here in Lincoln. We'll have a bit of a breeze to the northwest and temperatures in the 60s. So definitely a little bit cooler than Friday, but still a pretty nice day for football in my book. It'll be a little bit warmer across the southern part of the state, and a little bit cooler across north central and northeastern Nebraska, where highs will probably be in the low 60s. So ahead of the day on Sunday, a week short wave will traverse the state and bring a chance of showers to western Nebraska on Sunday morning and in the eastern half of Nebraska in the afternoon and early evening hours. Uh, again, amounts should be relatively light, and I don't think we're looking at anybody picking up more than a quarter to three-tenths of an inch of rain. Uh, best chance of picking up measurable rainfall will be between Grand Island and Omaha. Uh, some model runs are showing maybe a quarter of an inch between, say, York and Lincoln up toward the uh, West Point Wayne areas, but I don't think most, for the most part, I think if you do get some rain on Monday, you'll probably be back in the field on Monday uh, if you get rain on Sunday, you'll be back at the field on Monday. I just don't think we're going to have um, anything too terribly significant from that. And during the day on Monday, a front's going to move through, uh, start moving through the state, uh, entering northwestern Nebraska uh, during the midday hours and keeping temperatures a little bit cooler uh, in the panhandle on Monday afternoon. So temperatures probably be more like mid-50s to low-60s out there, so not anything too significantly cool. Uh, but definitely a little bit cooler has been out there the last couple of days. Uh, further east, so especially across south central, southeastern, and east central Nebraska, we're going to be quite a bit warmer. Uh, and right now, I would guess it will be at least in the mid-70s in this area of the state and maybe even approaching 80 degrees in parts of southeastern Nebraska on Monday afternoon. As the front moves further east, there is a chance of thunderstorms Monday night into Tuesday in eastern Nebraska. Um, recent model runs are not real bullish on storm development though uh so i don't think there's uh, any real risk of severe weather um in my weekly climate summary i did highlight it uh just because it hasn't mentioned a couple of times by the some of the local forecast offices but um that chance appears to be dwindling just a little bit uh the storm system that will be giving us a main uh punch of rain next week seems to be slowing down um just a little bit so so speaking of that rain and before we get too excited about uh, drought easing rains, there's still some uncertainty in this forecast. So we still have some things that are a, a bit unclear. First and foremost is the strength and placement of where this upper level trough is. 
So the current prognosis is that an upper level trough will dive into the southern Rockies or more specifically in the southern part of New Mexico uh, early next week. And then we'll start uh, working its way back toward the northeast. Now, if it takes a more due northeasterly track through, say, Oklahoma and into southern Kansas and Missouri, then the bulk of the heaviest precipitation is going to be uh, mostly to our south and east. So that would mean uh, some lighter precipitation amounts for parts of south central and east central Nebraska, maybe an uh, inch and a half to two inches of rain across parts of, uh, you know, maybe the far southeastern corner. So Richardson, uh, Pawnee, Johnson, Nemaha counties, you might still get some pretty good rains. If it takes a more northeasterly track, then that's going to put us uh, more squarely in the uh, wet sector, or at least more squarely in the wet sector uh, in, say, the eastern third of the state, uh, or certainly the southeastern third of the state, that is. Um, right now, I I wouldn't say there's a tremendous flooding risk uh, from this, uh, just given the heaviest rainfall amounts look to be uh, across east central and southeastern Nebraska, where we really have not had a ton of rain here in the last, say, 45 days. Matter of fact, a lot of places have been uh, uh, downright bone dry the last 45 days, uh, save for um, that one rainfall event we had back on October 3rd, which was uh, the only real significant rain that some places in eastern Nebraska have had uh, since the middle or late part of August. Uh, but again, I would just say uh, as we go over the next couple of days, just uh, pay attention to local forecasts to see uh, the, whole, the overall track of the storm. If it's a, a more northeasterly track, we're probably uh, not going to have as much rain this day. If it's more north, northeast, then I think we're going to uh, have pretty significant rainfall totals uh, across parts of east, central and southeastern Nebraska. The other thing that's a bit uncertain is the uh, southeastern ridge. So, again, it looks relatively certain that we're going to have at least some ridging across the southeastern United States uh, through next week or into next week. Uh, but the strength and the place of that ridge is going to be very important. So, I mean, if it's a relatively strong ridge and stays in place for a little bit longer, uh, say, over kind of the Augusta, Georgia region. So, you kind of placed over at, um, you know, over where the... Uh, uh, where we normally play the Masters, or we do play the Masters uh, in Augusta. If that's the case, and if it sits there for a few days, then we will have very good moisture transport uh, back up under the central United States on the backside of that high pressure. Uh, so that would help feed that upper-level trough with some extra moisture, uh, you know, to give a lot of the central Great Plains of Western Corn Belt a good soaking rain, a good rain that, frankly, a lot of places really need. Uh, but again, that ridge is also going to be uh, potentially affected by what, what with what happens to Hurricane Tammy, which is currently in the Atlantic. Uh, so that may affect the placement and strength of it a little bit. So, I mean, if that high-pressure system uh, ends up being weaker uh, or displaced a bit further north or east, uh, then we're not going to be in the prime spot for moisture transport. Uh, and again, we really have not had a lot of good uh, dominant Bermuda high, or, you know, what we maybe we think about as a Bermuda high or a strong southeastern high or ridge of high pressure has not really been that prominent in that area. Uh, a lot this year. So uh, again, it would be a little bit unlike a lot of 2023 if this does happen, but the, right now that is what the models have been sort of alluding to um, for the sake of people or for the sake of getting root zone soil moisture recharged here uh, across the Southeastern portion of the state. I do hope we um, have that high pressure in place. The other certain factor would be hurricane Norma. Uh, now, Hurricane Norma is likely to hit the Baja, California over the weekend and head into western um, Mexico by Monday morning. Um, again, I would 
it looks like most of the moisture will be confined to the area south of the border or certainly uh, Austin, San Antonio south. So I don't think um, we're not we're not going to see any rainfall directly from Norma this far north. Uh, but it's possible that some of that moisture will be fed in uh, into the central United States and could, um, you know, also be, you know, so in other words, that conveyor belt may be headed up toward our area with that um, movement of the trough. Now, again, I think the timing of that trough is such that it's probably going to be a little bit late to have really true good deep moisture for Norma for it to be, you know, really helping enhancing precipitation across the uh, Southern High Plains and Central Great Plains, uh, but it's certainly something to watch as we move in the next two or three days. Um, again, I, I think the further with rainfall totals, the farther southeast you are in the state, the more likely you are to get uh, significant precipitation. If you're listening to this uh, for North Platte or Imperial or Scotts Bluff, um, this isn't going to do much of anything for you, uh, which may be a good thing, may not be a good thing, depending on your uh, point of view. So the next interest is the CPC, but most of North Central, uh, or I'm sorry, they put most of North Central U.S., including a lot of Nebraska, into the slight risk category for heavy snow between October 26th or November and November 1st. So before you get too excited or mad or upset about this possibility of having a white Halloween, um, I think we just need to kind of acknowledge a couple of things that might appear to be contradictions, but I think are both true. First, heavy snow in late October in Nebraska is not unprecedented by historical standards, uh, particularly in the Panhandle, north central and southwestern parts of the state, you know, the higher elevations uh, where you do tend to have more of these storms that come out of, you know, the southern part of the Rockies and move toward the north and you are on the backside. What's uh, up? So flow and some colder air in place and it's not that hard to get snowfall western Nebraska in October. Eastern Nebraska is definitely a little bit more unusual. Um, but it, you know, it does happen actually in recent, not, not the last couple of years, but, uh, there was a run of years, probably three or four straight years where we actually had some snowfall here in Lincoln late, uh, late October. Uh, so that certainly wouldn't be, uh, that abnormal, even by recent standards, if we did have a little bit of snow, but the really heavier snowfall totals, uh, are definitely more unusual once you get, um, into the East central and Southeastern portions of the state. But again, we can't totally discount it. You know, a lot of you probably remember October 1997, where we had, you know, we're a disaster in, in some places because of uh, heavy snow that took down, you know, limp, heavy branches and uh, whole trees and, you know, block roads and cancel school for several days in some cases because of power outages. Uh, or the Halloween 1991, where there was a little bit less snow, but certainly enough snow to uh, make it a white Halloween. And there also was uh, some layer of um, ice under the snow. And I think Halloween was canceled in Lincoln and some other communities in eastern Nebraska because of how slick the sidewalks were. Uh, the second reason is um, this hazard, I'm I'm fairly certain, was put out just because the 12Z GFS run yesterday put down a foot of snow from parts of Wyoming through northwestern, north central Nebraska and South Dakota, northeast into Minnesota and Wisconsin. Now, again, that looks a lot that was actually something that happened a couple of times last winter. Maybe not that much snow at one time in some cases, but there were some good snowfall totals in the Panhandle, north central, uh, you know, parts of northeast Nebraska, South Dakota, up into Minnesota. So that would be very similar to the winter time pattern we had last year. Uh, but I would point out that was only one run. Uh, the zero Z run from I guess it was technically it was last night, but uh, zero Z for today uh, did not have heavy snow anywhere in the north central U.S. 
Today's 12Z run, 12Z GFS run, put that heavy snow in Montana, North Dakota, and did bring uh, a lot of the states some lighter snow, but uh, more on the two to four inch, you know, range, which was um, uh, could be problematic this time of year. But uh, you know, that's a lot more manageable than uh, say 12 to 13 inches. Um, again, I've not seen evidence for, in the GFS that it was actually putting heavier snow in the Lincoln Omaha area. So I, um, I think the CPC was just kind of taking the you know, the spread from that or the path from that one model run and just kind of uh, putting some confidence balance around. It's like, well, maybe we'll take that slight risk down toward the Nebraska border, kind of a just in case type of thing. Um, but the UCMWF, which again is, or I, I would say is statistically or is, is without a doubt statistically superior to the GFS. It typically outperforms it. Uh, there's no debate about that. Uh, but the UCMWF has been a lot more consistent with keeping uh, the snow well to our north, mostly across um, parts of uh, Montana and into the Canadian prairies and maybe parts of North Dakota. Um, again, the next 10 days, I'm not seeing any evidence of uh, major snow anywhere in the state. Um, it's possible, depending on uh, how things progress, uh, there's parts of northwestern Nebraska that might get a little bit of snow uh, later next week and the early week after. Uh, but that's for next week's update. Uh, so just the kind of the bottom line here is a chance of heavy snow is affecting most of Nebraska before Halloween and us having a white Halloween is in the same ballpark as Nebraska winning the Big Ten West this season if they manage to lose on Saturday. That's just to say that it's um, uh, not impossible, but I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> the other thing that I think I want to chat about is how cold is it going to get later next week? So, of course, one of the most important ingredients for having snow uh, it's having deeper cold air in place. But right now, even that seems to be in question for a good portion of Nebraska. So both the GFS and the ECMWF are showing a deeper trough moving into the western United States in the next 10 days. The difference is the GFS is much faster with its progression east into our area. So moving into our area by uh, next Friday and Saturday. And it's bringing light snow and high temperatures in the 30s for next Saturday. Meanwhile, the ECMWF is considerably slower at this trough. It's keeping it more in the northern Rockies, uh, not moving it very quickly toward the east. So that would mean next Saturday, if the ECMWF verifies, uh, most state would be in the 50s or low 60s, uh, certainly probably low 60s across the southern third of the state, east of um, uh, Lexington, Cozad area. Um, and, you know, again, no real risk for, for precipitation. Uh, so, again, I think my hunch is that the ECMWF is most closer to reality. Uh, it just tends to be on the right side of trends in that 7 to 10-day time frame. It picks up on things more quickly than the GFS. Uh, but we shall see. I mean, it, it's not completely – I don't want to completely discount the uh, GFS solution being correct for later next week. Uh, just because it would not be uh, without a historical precedent. It actually would be keeping in line with uh, what we had in late October 2020. Uh, in some degree, late October of 2019, if the if that GFS solution did verify, uh, but again, my right now, I'm my hunch is that the CMWF solution uh, for warmer temperatures next weekend is probably the more realistic and correct solution. So that kind of concludes the outlook. So moving on into the update portion of this, uh, so just kind of taking a look at precipitation and um, you know across the last across the state in the last seven days and the drought monitor update. So the powerful storm that affected the state last week. Uh, Pretty much brought everybody some rain, uh, but amounts were very variable, which has been the case for pretty much this entire year. Um, the good news is, is that you know a lot more places are starting to pick up more significant rainfall totals. Uh, but again, amounts varied from 
tenth, a quarter of an inch uh, between Superior and Red Cloud. Uh, mounts were not terribly significant across portions of Celine and Jefferson, or I'm sorry, Celine, Jefferson, and Sewer counties either. Um, and uh, also parts of southwestern Nebraska did not pick up much rain, which is why we saw a little bit of degradation in Chase County. Uh, but most of the northern third of Nebraska uh, picked up one and a half to three, four inches of rain, um, you know, middle middle of the late portion of last week. Uh, and you were also some heavy rainfall totals in Custer and Dawson counties as well, with uh, Broken Bow having its uh, wettest day on record um, last Thursday, which uh, with over, I think it was, I believe it was over four inches of rain, but I had to go back and take a look at ACES to check out exactly what we had. Uh, but again, with regard to the drought monitor, we had widespread one uh, category improvements in north, central, northeastern parts of the state. Uh, we did even have some pocket of, pockets of two category improvements in Cherry, Wheeler, Holt, Antelope, Pierce, and Madison counties. Uh, so again, two category improvements of one week are very unusual uh, just because I mean, it really takes uh, almost basically two to two and a half, three times uh, your monthly average total to, um, generally speaking, to get uh, a two category improvement. And other indicators such as soil moisture, stream flow, um, long, long-term long precipitation deficits, all, all sorts of things kind of have to line up for you to actually earn that two category improvement. Uh, but uh, according to the um, uh, U.S. Drought Monitor Office this week, that uh, the, that did verify. Um, so with those improvements, we are now down to 32 percent of the state being in drought. Uh, so, again, that's 32 more percent of the state that I would like to see in drought. But that is a significant improvement from where we were six months ago. And we had uh, essentially the entire state in some level of drought. And a lot of the state was in severe, extreme or exceptional drought. Certainly it was an extreme or, or, or severe drought Um six months ago. And we now have 39% in the state as considered none, which means no abnormal dryness or drought. So the last time we had 39% or more of the state uh, in the none category was June 15th of 2021, or at least a map from June 15th of 2021. Uh, so if the forecast that uh, we have for the next week, uh, currently for heavier precipitation across uh, east central and southeastern Nebraska, then there's a chance that we could see uh, that number go up um, somewhat and see the um, percentage of the state in drought actually go down a little bit more. Um, so, again, that's uh, maybe wishful thinking, but I, I, I am somewhat confident we are going to see uh, drought conditions improve across the state uh, in the next um, month to six weeks. So talking about the soil moisture, uh, vegetation and harvest updates. In terms of soil moisture, root zone soil moisture is uh, definitely a lot in a lot better shape across the northern half of the state than it was a month ago. Uh, and I would actually go as, so far as to say that across northwestern, north central, and uh, even parts of northeastern Nebraska, root zone soil moisture is actually in reasonably good shape or certainly headed toward it. Uh, now, Gordon, this is according to um, Sport List, but uh, some of the other products I like looking at, um, the NASA Grace, uh, the NLDAS drought monitor, those are, they're all kind of saying kind of similar uh, things or uh, painting a similar story across the northern part of the state. We are, things are definitely uh, getting better. Uh, things have gotten somewhat better across uh, parts of eastern and, or I'm sorry, east central and southeastern Nebraska in the last two or three weeks. Uh, but yeah, we aren't seeing nearly improvements that we've seen further north and west. And those percentiles are still uh, generally below the 20th percentile, which is, you know, more of an in indicator that you are certainly still uh, on the dry side or in drought, uh, or in the case of where you are in parts of eastern Nebraska, is still very deep in the drought. 
where we have a long way to go for <laughs> really eradicating uh, the drought. Um, again, with these percentiles, these are it's more of a, a statistical reflection or a statistical view of how soil moisture is in the top meter of the profile uh, based on model output for this time of year. So again, this is not an absolute measure of, of soil moisture. Uh, for true soil moisture, you know, you I, I recommend that you uh, actually maybe go out and have your own measurements or go take a look at what the uh, at the um, mesonet maps just to see what we actually have for soil moisture. And if you have questions about um, soil moisture measurements across the state, uh, just, you know, don't hesitate to uh, email me or give me a call. Um, glad to chat about soil moisture. It's one of my favorite things to chat about. Uh, if you haven't picked that up uh, from listening to this podcast by now. Uh, now that the warm season crops are harvested, though, veg dry is um, not going to be quite as useful. So it's probably not going to be showing veg dry nearly as much here the next um uh, several months, uh, since I, I tend to like it a lot more for summer than I do for winter. Uh, but right now, I think it actually could be pretty useful for showing um, how things are progressing with regards to winter wheat. So if you take a look at uh, veg dry across the panhandle, it's generally showing um, really pretty good conditions. And that uh, has been sort of verified by extension educators I've talked to out in that part of the state, uh, where they say this has been a very good start to the winter wheat crop. Uh, so again, you know, if you've had a good start to the winter wheat crop in the fall, there's, um, you know, barring having uh, a significantly bad winter, early spring, the following year, you're likely to have, um, um, there's a good chance you're going to have a good crop that next year, which is, which is good. Cause it's a, uh, last year was definitely a little bit down and 2022 was a very poor year uh, for wheat across the uh, panhandle. Uh, 2022 was a pretty good year for wheat. Uh, in southeastern Nebraska, what wheat there is uh, this year was was obviously quite bad. Uh, but I think even in parts of southeastern Nebraska, we we um, is emerging. It seems to be in um, in better conditions because we have had more moisture in the last 30, 45 days um, in the southern portion of the state compared to the same period of time in 2022. Uh, in terms of harvest, corn harvest uh, in the state was at 44 percent on the last NAS crop progress report, uh, soybean at 70 percent. Uh, so that in terms of corn harvest, that's about the same percentage it was last year. It's above the five-year average, uh, but it's moving along a little more slowly than soybean, which has really accelerated here in the last two or three weeks. I think um, uh, just from you know, what I've noticed uh, from driving around and from talking to extension educators on um, last Wix call, Wix uh, crop team call. Um, you know, we've uh, a lot of people have been really getting soybean out here in the last uh, two or three weeks, and are probably just going back to corn uh, now, or will we'll, we'll be going back to corn soon. Uh, it's assuming you're not already done. There's already some people um, that are done in this part, of, at least in the, the southeastern part of the state. Um, uh, generally, what I've been hearing from yields on soybean is that they uh, they're they're mixed, but a lot of cases they're down. Uh, again, as I talked about in a um, or 2023 uh, soybean year review podcast. We sort of had the unholy trinity for soybean this year in the state with, um, you know, way too dry in the east early. Uh, we did pick up good moisture in, in July and early August in some cases, but we also had some ideal conditions for disease. Uh, when you com combine those more ideal conditions for disease with a lack of um, fungicide applications, and you have a recipe for, uh, more disease than usual, uh, affecting soybean and bringing down some yields. Uh, and we just flat out where it's just too hot there uh, in the last part of August. So that probably also affected pod development uh, and seed development within the pods. 
uh, at least from what I'm told, that also maybe uh, had some effect on disease. And I think some uh, some um, diseases are definitely less vulnerable to, um, or actually probably are um, going to be a lot less likely with the higher temperatures. Uh, but again, it just it provided a stress that was uh, definitely not needed uh, at, for the soybean crop this year. Um, again, I think corn yields are all over the place in the state this year. Uh, so I think we're just going to have to kind of wait and see what the final numbers show. My guess is um, we're ahead of last year, um, but I don't think we're certainly not at trend, but I think we're probably going to come in statewide somewhere in the 174 to or 172 to 174 to 178 range. Um, so I think the big wild card would be how good some of the irrigated corn is uh, in areas that had extreme exceptional drought. I'm guessing it's below trend or at trend, but if it's you know closer to trend than, than the 10 points below trend, then that statewide number is going to be closer to 180 than the 170 mark. So again, that about wraps it up, and that concludes this uh, podcast for the week ending October 21st, 2023.